What does true authority from God look like in the New Testament church? That has been the focus of the Heavenly Authority series, taught by Greg Scalzo, pastor of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and this radio broadcast is Shi'ar Jashub, which in Hebrew means, a remnant shall return. Today, we will be continuing a message my husband taught in the Heavenly Authority series, based on Matthew chapter 23, where the Lord Jesus addresses the multitudes and his disciples concerning the scribes and Pharisees who sit in Moses' seat. When we left off, Pastor was discussing verses 8 and 9. But before we return to the sermon, let me remind you that you can hear a library of these radio programs at www.shiarjashub.org. You can type Shiar Jashub as one continuous word, or you can put the hyphen between the Shiar and the Jashub as it is spelled in the book of Isaiah. Either way, we'll get you to our church site for serious Bible study. Now, here is Pastor Greg. What Jesus is speaking about here, he's speaking in the context of religious authority. He's speaking about the Pharisees, right? The scribes. Do not call anyone on earth your father, your spiritual father. You don't say to this man, because you know the word of God, because you've taught me the word of God, I will now call you father so-and-so, and I make you my spiritual father. That's what Jesus is speaking about. And he says, but you do not be called rabbi, for one is your teacher, and do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father who is in heaven. This is the great Abba-Daddy relationship we've discussed in this church over and over again. That Jesus paid the price on the cross so that we can be adopted into the family of God. And if you put a spiritual leader that you perceive and call as your father in the mix, all you're doing is making a man-made layer between you and your true heavenly father, that Jesus died on the cross to remove. He died so we have direct access to our Father in heaven, that we cry out, Abba, Father, that we recognize ourselves as children of God, that we can go directly to him. And when you take a human man and place him in that position, that you say, now you are my spiritual father, you must tell me about God, and then you go to God for me, You've defeated the whole purpose of why Jesus died to save us, to reconcile us to our Abba, our Daddy in heaven. And moreover, you're giving that person a position in your walk as a Christian that they should not have. And then he repeats in verse 10, And do not be called teachers, for one is your teacher, the Christ. Again, he says it. But you do not be called rabbi, for one is your teacher, the Christ, and you are all brethren. 
Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father who is in heaven. And do not be called teachers, for one is your teacher, the Christ. He is your teacher, he is your leader, he is your guide, he is your master. Don't put anyone else in his position. And then verse 11, but he who is greatest among you shall what? Be your servant. That's the attitude of the New Testament ministry. Not to exalt, rather, if someone truly is great and has a ministry from God, but he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. The servant, the minister mentality that Jesus Christ taught them, but you. This was how New Testament authority was to be conducted. That agrees with the scripture we studied weeks back in Mark chapter 9, verse 35. And he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, the twelve, the twelve apostles, if anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. The servant attitude of New Testament authority. And then he gives the principle back in Matthew chapter 23, verse 12. After he says in verse 11, but he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. Then he says, and whoever exalts himself will be what? Humbled, brought down. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. God will lift up. So New Testament authority, men should not be exalting themselves. They should be humbling themselves with a servant mentality to do that, discharge that which God has given them to do as good servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, bringing people to him to see his face, preaching not themselves, but Jesus Christ the Lord. And from this section, the Lord is very clear. You are all brethren. It's not to be this way with you as the Pharisees are doing. Isn't it amazing then that exactly what the Pharisees were doing has crept into the church over the centuries? Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, Jesus said. He had a band of fishermen. They were humble. And yet, from what they would preach out, a church would grow and the devil could come in. Where there's a large tree, the birds of the air come to perch. They see it's a comfortable place, a place of position, a place to be called rabbi, rabbi, father, father. And the same things that happened to the Pharisees happened in the church. But the teaching of Jesus Christ is very clear. Is it a wonder that some of your older churches for many centuries discourage people from reading the Bible? Because they may come to the scripture and say, but why do we do what we do when Jesus said, do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father who is in heaven. And I've discussed the error of some of the older churches concerning these hierarchies that grow Men being set up as intermediaries between you and God. Formalities that make a certain group very special, but in a non-biblical way. And I want to be careful about being caught up in the semantics and the words. And I would like us to be able to get to the spirit behind what the Lord Jesus, what the Bible is teaching us here. Certainly, Paul uh, and the Others never hid their office or calling. In most of his letters, Paul starts with the address, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. 
He's not so humble that he doesn't tell them what his office is. That doesn't do any good. God did give him a position. There's nothing wrong in acknowledging that position. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, or Paul called to be an apostle. Likewise, Peter in both his letters calls himself an apostle of Jesus Christ. And John in 2nd and 3rd John starts the address, the elder. He was an elder of the church in Asia Minor, the elder. Moreover, Paul writes to Timothy in 1st Timothy chapter 1 and verse 2 to Timothy, a true son in the faith. Timothy, you're like a son to me. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 2, to Timothy, a beloved son. Now, Timothy is not Paul's natural son. In Titus 1.4, to Titus, a true son in our common faith. They were like children to him. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 14, he says, I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. For this reason, I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord, who will remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere in every church. And in Galatians chapter 4, verse 19, Paul calls the Christians at Galatia, my little children. Paul has planted the seed of the gospel in these churches. He's agonized over them to want to see them come to Christ. And then once they come to Christ, to grow the right way. He is an older believer who has seen Timothy and Titus grow as a Christian under his preaching and direction. And he has true natural affection and concern with these people in his contact almost as a parent would for their, their natural children. And there is sort of a father-son relationship, the older praying and loving this younger person who they have been so instrumental, or this church that they've been so instrumental in growing. They have a father's heart. They have a shepherd's heart. And in that context, it's okay. There's nothing wrong in that context. For that matter, he says in 1 Corinthians 4.15, Yet you do not have many fathers, for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you. The implication is, too bad you don't have more fathers, more people desiring to plant seeds, to plant churches, to see people come to Christ, to see the gospel grow. Begetting new believers through planting the seed of the New Testament gospel in Jesus. But clearly what you read about here, and try to get the spirit of it and not be caught so much in the semantics, it's not speaking about an institutional priesthood. That's something very, very different. The relationship Paul had as someone that started the work, and he can use the phrase like a father, is different from having or describing a spiritual mentorship of dependency, Father so-and-so. We have Father so-and-so. We confess to him. He goes to God for me. 
He intercedes. He is the representative of Christ on earth. There's a difference when you read about this father-child relationship in the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ and an institutional system of spiritual mentorship of dependency. And you can see how an innocent concept from the scriptures, because that scripture is quoted by different churches, why I just read you, can be taken and come in direct opposition to the clear teaching, the clear words of Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 23, which we just read, do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. Do not be called rabbi, for one is your teacher, the Christ, and you are all brethren. You're all brothers and sisters. The error that develops of human exaltation, spiritual dependency, and necessitated intercession are something very different from simply having older Christians desiring to see others come and grow in the faith after them, which Paul is speaking about. You can write to us at Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Our church service is at 10 a.m. Sunday mornings in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. And you can learn more about our church and Pastor Greg as well as access a library of Bible study programs and articles at our website at www.shiarjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. May the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve Him.